Good to see you. Good to see you too. I feel like we, I just saw you. Yeah, it is like that. Uh, I also feel like this is one of the dumbest things we've ever done. It feels just unnatural. In, well, it feels unnatural, but not only that, it's like literally saw you face to face yesterday. Uh, had three days with you, and we didn't we didn't record together. I know we. It was so we didn't have enough time. No, that's true. And we, like, truthfully speaking, if we're going to be truthful with each other... We should be. Uh, which we should be. I mean, I'm all about I'm all about the truth. Yeah. We, uh, both of us have, uh, more or less dropped the ball a couple times in the past week. Yeah. We've made it work, though. I mean, this is our first, like, full missed week. Yeah, it's, it's uh... We really missed a week. We did. We missed a week, and it's gonna be okay because we're back on the we're back on the wagon. Right up. Oh, we shit. jumped on the horse. I should have left the wagon for later. Oh, all right. That was so good. Oh, though. all right. It's fine. We're gonna we're gonna come back to our wagon later. We're, we'll come back around to it. Um, no. So so first of all, to to both of our moms, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> I I thought. <laughs> I thought that status was very clear that, like, temporarily, you know, off the air. But both of our, our mothers uh, took it to mean we were never going to record again. No, so... so Maybe that was wishful thinking, just that they don't have to listen anymore. <laughs> maybe, they have, maybe they both wear buttons that say, like, my kid's a podcaster, and they're like, I'm ready to take this shit off. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm tired of people... People giving me funny looks in the grocery store. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh my god, I that's what I should have gotten my mom for Mother's Day was a podcaster mom button. I'm I'm not uh, I'm not thinking that's a bad idea. So maybe we should look into this because actually yeah. this is so cute. It's like te- being a being a, a soccer mom or a baseball mom, and you wear your kid's face. You wear your kid's face. Yeah, like on a pin. That's a thing kids did in your your youth? My parents, yeah. Your parent whoa, 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 whoa. Hold everything. Podcast over. Your parents had a pin with your face on it? Yeah. That's wild. That's like that's that's like almost like if, in case at the end of the game they forgot which one was theirs, they could just look down at their lapel and be like, I'll take the I'll take the scrawny uh, brunette over there. Yeah. Uh, no, it was the same as, like, you know, when you, when you, like, do picture day or whatever, and it's, like, I I can't believe this is what we're talking about, but, no, it's, like, picture day, and you can order a button. My mom still has, I think, a drawer of all of our buttons. She'll text, as soon as this comes out, I'll get a text message about it. That's his, I'm pretty sure she has them still. No, I'm pretty sure she has them still. I, I definitely never had my face turned into a button. Magnet, plenty of magnets of Jason Kasman. See, uh, we we had some magnets, but we were more of a we were more of a button family. That's so fun. I really would like to turn a lot of pictures into buttons now, and maybe it'll happen. Oh, but also, uh, Emily came to New York. I did for my first time. For her first time ever, she handled it like a champ. I told a lot of people to fuck off because I'm walking here. <laughs> I'm still I'm still saying that every twenty minutes. That's so, it's, it's kind of annoying. Uh, 
What was uh, what's the big takeaway? What's the I think I know your high point. What was what was the high point? My high point was seeing you IRL. Okay, what was your not sappy high point? Oh, I was gonna have another sappy high point. Um, okay, yeah, no, I know what you're fishing for, so I'll just like give it to you. I saw Tim Gunn. Everybody, I saw Tim Gunn. He walked down the street in front of the Met, and I saw him. Oh, and you know what? I told my boss. I I was like, ah, Rich, I saw Tim Gunn. And he he was like, where'd you see Tim Gunn? I was like, he's walking in front of the Met. He goes, Em, you're so pretentious. (laughs) Just because you went to the Because I was in front of the Met, like, I sound like an asshole. I was like, I don't care. I don't care where I was standing. I saw Tim Gunn and... uh, that's a big. That was a good one for me. I mean, I didn't talk to him, but you, I was riding high off that for hours. And, and would you say tr- true or false? Th- there's no like he's a top celebrity for you to to walk into. Oh, oh, for sure. I, and and it's funny because I recently the reason I knew which Project Runway episode I wanted you to turn on later which we that did. night, which we which, did. Which they so did, and everyone watched patiently and nicely. Um, was because for whatever reason, I'm just like I've been into that show lately. Mm-hmm. So like I've been watching it more, and then I'm just like, oh god, like I love, I love Tim Gunn. He's so fun. So it was just very. Um, it felt like the secret was real. It's like I put it out, and then the universe gave it back to me. Right. Um, but no, that as far as like New York celeb, that was. That was a good case for for old Emily. I can't. I can't. I've, I've never seen you quite so excited and happy all at once. I didn't. I would like to point out. I didn't see him. I was there, uh, and I didn't see him. He walked. He. So maybe he wasn't. Act, maybe he was a figment of your imagination. No, he was not, because he was wearing uh, a really well put together outfit. Um, and your that... imagination wouldn't have been able to put that together. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Quite, quite. Um, so no, that was my like, you know, touristy like. Oh my god, oh my god. So it's like I see him on the TV, but then I see him in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very exciting. the The food game did not disappoint. Emily um, had like seven bagels while she was here. I I really only had two though, which is. But, like this but morning, you stretched I, it out over days. I did. Well, they're very big. I had to settle for like a really shit bagel this morning, and I was, I was just like really upset. I was like, this is not a good bagel. Well, supposedly the thing people are into now is Montreal bagels. Supposedly that's like the new hip thing. And what are the, what are how are those different? Because the because the, the I big have no deal. Idea. Okay. I have I have zero idea. I what, barely what? understand what makes uh, New York bagel special. This water. is why when we do our documentary about bagels, we can travel to Montreal and then try them. Mm. Um, but no, food game was great. Hanging with the peeps. I was a little touristy and then I was a little local. Yeah, you did. You, you, I think you struck a, a good balance. You struck a good balance there between touristy yeah. and local. But no, very, very fun. I mean, we don't get to see each other IRL all too often so it's funny because we talked about it we talked about it and like of all of my friends you're the one i speak to the most 
but also like the one I see like IRL very infrequently the most mm-hmm. yes the least Jason and I have a long distance relationship and we make it work we do Tim Gunn <laughs> very good I, did, I didn't even mean that man I'm like on my game today and not even realizing it yeah you have oh, yes. reached a, a, a new peak of just being good at at uh, tying things together. No, absolutely. And like I said earlier, <laughs> um, just because we missed one week doesn't mean we're failures. I'd like I'd like to uh, I'd like to just say that I set you up there. I set you up for the spike. I yeah. I gave you the bump and you ignored it because you wanted to go back to yours and that's not good listening. That's not good listening, Emily. No, I thought you were setting me up to go back to my segue, which I said earlier I was gonna come back to. Yeah, I know, and I understand that, but I said the thing about peaking. Right. Reaching the summit. Right. The top of the game. Right. At like a like a new like a new like, like a mountain, essentially. Like a mountain, like a new level of mountain. Um so so this week we watched A New High, which is a very straightforward title, and both Jason and I looked up uh, a lot of synonyms for the word new, and and had I had trouble finding this documentary. I had tremendous trouble finding this documentary. <laughs> I couldn't remember what it was. I'd also like to point out that it's not, I don't believe it's A New High, I think it's just New High. It's A New High. Oh, it's A New High? Okay. Yeah, confirmed. Yeah, so if you search for it, it's A New High. It is not alternative high or a different high <laughs> well, a different a different high sounds like uh like a uh, i don't know I, yeah a new high i like it right, it's clean right. it's very clean oh my god the oh i didn't symbolism I, I didn't mean anything like that uh one of the one by far uh one of the most requested uh features on this podcast is for us to explain the documentary for those who didn't see it um, yeah. And for those who didn't see it, this documentary is, uh, for better or for worse, is very easy to explain. Uh, it is about the uh, mountain climbing program at a rehab center in Seattle. Uh, and this group of um, uh, recovering drug addicts and alcoholics uh, work to climb Mount Rainier. Yeah, and that about gets you there. Um um, one of my favorites. Whoa. Liked Whoa. Liked it. Liked it. It gave me the feels. True or false? Emily cried while watching this. Oh, that's a hardcore true. Yeah. Oh, definitely. True or false? Jason cried while watching this. False, because the last time you cried was when you were sick. That's right. That's that's right. <laughs> that's right. And do you remember? Do you remember why I cried? Do you remember what was on the what was that, what I was watching? Uh. Uh, I, I don't know. It was a, a Jimmy Fallon video in which people talked about how much they loved Michelle Obama, and then she yes. came out from behind a curtain and surprised them. <laughs> and I bawled like a little, um, little baby. If that triggers you, sidebar, you should definitely watch the video of Mary Tyler Moore coming on to the Oprah Winfrey show. Um, if you don't react to that, then I worry for you. I, um, I, I have a thing about those, um... Uh, soldier coming home videos oh. where it's like the kid in class and she turns around and it's her dad 
nope. that gets me every every goddamn time. And I I've yep. written a sketch about a family who keeps like opening closet doors, expecting their son for, to have returned from war to like surprise them. And, like they get a pack, a big package. They open it all excited, whatever. Um, you loved this documentary. I did. I did. Um, I thought it wasn't like overdone. I thought it gave you like a really true look at like what uh, addicts go through, especially when they when they uh, choose to go for recovery. Um, I think it's really realistic. So the main guy that kind of runs all this stuff is uh, Mike Johnson. Uh, Which sounds like a fake name. Yeah, I was gonna say not to be confused with any other of the Mike Johnsons. Yeah. But side note, he is he's Will Forte's twin brother. I swear to God. Like Mm, nice, yes. Oh, a hundred. I was like, were you in MacGruber? Anyway, (laughs) um, so Mike Johnson, uh, he what was his official title? He wasn't like a therapist per se, but like oh, director. I think I think he's the director. Real motivational. Real motivational guy. He's never struggled with substance abuse himself, but his father is a recovering alcoholic. Um, and so he gives you, like, a very, like, real look at dealing with um, addicts. So uh, he opens this climb up to, to a bunch of different people, um, but he tells you, and they start about a year out for training, and he tells you, he's like, I only plan for eight people. Right. Like, I get way more people than I really need because realistically only eight are gonna make it only eight are gonna stay sober um do the training it takes to climb this mountain uh and he goes it's sad but like that's just the reality and i liked that it's like he doesn't sugarcoat it it's very real it's very sad um and it's not always a happy ending for everybody Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that was my kind of hot hot take i, I... One of the things I loved about Mike Johnson, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm I'm somewhat talking about my ass, but he just felt like, like, um, just like the West Coast. Like he just seemed so like chill and laid back, but also kind of like, but also serious and like uh, stern. Like I don't know, he like I could see him just walking around in those like um, webbed toe shoes, um, but also like laying down the law. Yeah, I mean, he seems like a very, like, active, balanced kind of dude. Very balanced. Um, Balanced. Well, and it sounds like he works... He understands the importance of balance. You know what I mean? And and keeping everything in check. And so I think he he tries to live that. Um, Which is good, because then he can can do his job. (laughs) Right. Um, But yeah, uh... So you did. You liked Mike Johnson. I liked Mike Johnson. I liked a lot about this documentary. I think it's one of the interesting things is how like uh, naturally a mountain climb lends itself to a narrative. You know, like at the end, there's just like swell of emotion, and it's because well, they climbed the fucking mountain, and like yeah, I thought that was you know that you you kind of set yourself up. Like I don't see how they could have made this documentary badly if that makes sense like i think that this was an in quotes an easy to make documentary well yes no i 100 percent agree with you i think um i mean the narrative of climbing a mountain applies to plot applies to finishing a documentary applies to uh being a recovering alcoholic or addict like it it's built into every aspect of how you can view this film 
Right. Um, I thought it was lovely. So uh, by the time that they get to the final mountain, there's this huge storm that comes through, and I'm like, you couldn't have written this shit. Mm -hmm, They were like, mm -hmm. the storm happens once every 15 years. I've never seen anything like it. And I was like, god damn, you could not have asked... For, like, because that you can't make up. You cannot make up weather. That That's right. shit happens. That's right. Um, so I thought that was uh, uh, lent itself well to the narrative. Um, but it's interesting because... Th- Go ahead. No, you had a thought. No, 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 no. Well, I was just going to say that, like, of all the documentaries we've watched, this is the first one that I'm, like, dying to see a behind the scenes of. Um, yeah. Just because you watch these cam... Like, the cameramen climbing mount rainier and like recording the whole thing and there's one point where they have to to climb across um uh, i can't i don't know if it's crevasses or crevasses they have to but they're like death drops essentially yeah um and it's like you know a ladder you'd find at home depot laid across this death drop and this person carrying probably 50 pounds worth of equipment plus their camera climbs across it and you're like are you kidding me right now like you are doing double duty yeah yeah no i thought about that too especially like when that storm hit because i was like because there was a point where they were like look at if you're not comfortable going don't go mm-hmm. and like as the cameraman if that's not an option Eh-eh. if people go then you gotta go too yeah <laughs> and like i would have major anxiety of like well uh, I personally wouldn't want to do this shit, but I guess I gotta go. Well, and you they also filmed it well. Wait, for being that? tethered to people, oh, for yeah. being tethered to people, it was filmed pretty well. I thought. Oh, like, I they thought captured it was beautiful. a good ascent. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it was absolutely beautiful, and I wondered yeah. whether. Well, that's why I kind of want to know how they did it. Like, did the camera people kind of go ahead a little bit, or did they go behind, or like how they how they do it? Um, yeah. And like, were were they recovering alcoholics? Like, whoa, that'd be kind of that kind of nifty. Yeah, because the cheap option would have just been attach a GoPro to every climber. <laughs> right. I'm sure that you did. I'm sure there was some GoPro. Uh, sure. GoPro action. Sure. Was there anyone? Was there anyone who jumped out at you, or uh, any of the storylines that was like uh, most interesting to you? Sure. Um, uh, Shane, I liked. Shane was the guy who uh, lost the the ability to see or the rights to see his son mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and uh so watching him fight to get that i thought was was amazing i i liked overall i liked watching these people like fight to get their lives back um i think you can see people that like give up and then just keep keep repeating the things but like he was so determined he was like no i'm gonna see my son so like you see him go into court, he was like, "Well, I can't see, I can't see Jordan today, but I'm on the right track, and I'm really excited about that." And in a, and I was like, "Dude, I'm so happy that you're staying positive. Like you're working your ass off. This makes me feel so happy for you. I got the feels." No, absolutely. And I thought that so, yeah. uh, Shane and also uh, the the cancer patient, both of them like kind of had yeah, both of them had like very. Uh, obvious i don't mean obvious as in like cheap or easy but like uh nice parallels like personal mountains and physical mountain totally Uh, what what was your what what about so at one point in the documentary this guy named brad 
falls off the wagon essentially and starts drinking again and there's a lot of back and forth as to whether or not he should climb what it well what did you think about how both i guess how the people in the documentary handled that but also how the documentary handled it yeah i mean it's such a it's such a hard thing like mm -hmm. that was not an easy discussion because well a little backstory on what happened so they do um they do climbs throughout their training that are still tough as shit climbs. Right. Oh my god! I was like, this yeah. is like your oh my like this is not they were not dicking around like this. Well, you also have like to train to do this shit. The very first thing they do, or at least in the documentary, but it seems like the very first thing they do is hang a rope off the side of a a ledge that's like thirty feet up, and they teach you how to like go down the rope. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, this is death. Like any one of these people could already die. We're starting off. Yeah. Okay, continue, sorry. So you do no, little climbs. You're, you're all good. Um, yes, yeah, so they so they climb uh, a few times leading into it, and so before one of these really big climbs, it comes out that Brad had been partying the night before, and he got drunk, and he was hungover. So A, props to that motherfucker for climbing that shit he and not throwing Mount up. Hood hung over. That yeah. is the definition of functioning alcoholic. No, it's so true because like I wouldn't have even gotten in the car to take me there. Like right? there's no way. Right? So um Also it makes you question yeah. every time you've been hung over and skipped a class, like, are you yeah. kidding me right now? He climbed Mount Hood. Yeah, no, he's he's crazy. He's 24. I mean, he seemed like a very fit and like energetic kid. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, so he so he did this, which um, is impressive, but also very dangerous because um, they stress this a lot. Like you are tethered to each other. Like your life is in everybody else's hands and vice versa. Like you can't be sloppy up there and fuck up because if you fuck up, someone could seriously get hurt or die. Right. Um. So that was kind of the discussion they had after the fact they found out that he had been drinking. It's like, dude, you put everyone's life at stake, like, for real, you know? And um, it's hard because he didn't come forward with it then. He technically wasn't honest about it then. And what's to say he'd be honest next time? So I, I get that. Um, so ultimately he didn't get to climb. But Mike told him two days before, and I thought that was kind of, a pussy move to be honest because i think we all knew from that moment he was not going to climb right and, and i'm and, not saying that was an easy conversation but and i yeah it was something where i think it was like mike knew he wasn't going to climb he just couldn't figure out how to how to confront him about it right i thought uh an interesting moment there too was so they kind of are all having this discussion on i don't know where it is actually they're having this discussion with uh, with Brad and everyone's present. And Mike is kind of... And, and Brad's like, look, I'm looking you in the eye and telling you, like, I'm okay to climb. Like, I'm good to go. And Mike is like, you know, unfortunately, you're never going to have full trust of anyone. Like, that's the, the nature of, like, what's happened. You know, the, the past choices you've made. And I, I thought that was, like, a very sobering, for lack of a better word, but, like, a very, like, real moment where it's like, yeah, even, you know even if they never use again and they never do anything you know wrong again it's like they can never be trusted fully and that's that's kind of sh like a harsh reality of just like the world we live in where it's like yeah past decisions do matter yeah 
unless, I mean, most... unless you're becoming president. Uh, yeah, because apparently then it doesn't matter. Um, but no, I mean, pretty much all of those, every everyone that they interviewed, um, kind of in the beginning to get their their kind of story. I mean, they all admitted they're like, I've I've robbed people, I've held people at gunpoint, I've held people at knife point, like I have stolen this, I've done this, and they're like. They don't justify that it's good, but they're like, this is a fact about me. Like, when I was really in it, I would do anything I had to do. Um, And that motivation is there, you know, whether you're sober or not. Um, And, yeah, so I thought it was a a fair point to bring up. And there's a lot of harshness in this, um, especially from Mike when he talks to them, but I think it's necessary. Yeah. You know, it's life. It's real life. Well, and I think... I think that they, in a way, they could have done this documentary without some of that harshness. They could have softened it, but I'm really, like, I'm very glad that they didn't. At the end, that was, like, that was my gripe, I think. At the end, that it was, like, kind of a little too sweet of an ending. Um, yeah. That, and and obviously, like, you know, I, th- I think it was a little too sweet of an ending. I would have liked to hear a little more of the... The, the ongoing struggle from like you know what i know of, of addicts and like recovery is the whole idea that like you know you're never done recovering you're always no. you're always in recovery um and i kind of didn't get that sense at the end of this documentary it's sort of i think they closed it up a little too well i agree with you on that because i think uh the way it was edited they they focused in early on on the people that did eventually climb um they didn't really give a lot of attention to the people that dropped out throughout the way for whatever reason and I thought that would have been interesting in like a teaching kind of moment way of like all right cool like these guys are pushing through these guys are but like what happens when this small thing happens and now this person's like relapsed you know like that would have been interesting to see I agree with you on that yeah um and then the other thing that they talk about and I'm sure it's, like, reality, it's, like... And, and you feel this, too, at the end of shows or at the end of, like, any long-term project you've been dedicated to. There's, like, that little depression that sets in afterwards of, like, what do I do with my time? Like, what am I working towards? I just achieved this, like, monstrous thing, and now I'm, like, what do I do? And when you're an addict or someone that gets, like, bored and you're, like, well, what do I do? That's a very dangerous and vulnerable place to be. And they didn't really talk about, like, what these guys were going to do after, Right. You know, you saw them, like, hike a little bit, but it's, like, no, like, they're all going to need something legit to, to occupy their time. Right. Well, and not only that, you know, at the, at the towards the end of the documentary, really towards the end, there's a moment where they show an ambulance and someone's like, this is every day. Like, and, you know, it, the implication yeah. anyway is that someone's overdosed. And it's, like, that very real reality kind of gets washed over at the end where th- we, we kind of ignore the fact that that's going to continue to be the reality yeah it's true but like mike stresses because he's got a hard job Mm -hmm. um but he stresses that like he doesn't do anything like them achieving the mountain climb is them physically mentally all that jazz and I think even for his own sanity, that's something that he has to, like, carry and remember a lot. And you see him kind of working through it sometimes. It's like, it's really, you can give somebody all the resources in the world, but it's their will to do it that's going to 
help them. Right. Or get them to that point, rather. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. It's like he didn't really... It's true. He didn't really do anything. He just provided this goal. It's just a goal. And it's it's in... It's an artificial goal, right? It's an artificial thing. Climbing a mountain is, like, really cool and all, but, like, it's not it's not anything in a way. Yeah. And that's, I think, an interesting thing, too, where it's, like, all these people need is, is, the, is the drive to be doing something. And physically, Absolutely. and, like, there's something cool and, like, poetic about, like, the idea of, like, just physically moving up both, and then, you know, the metaphor there like in life and and on the mountain i don't know it was and it was like also just a very well shot documentary i thought it was very pretty Mm -hmm. i enjoyed looking at it um very white everyone in this documentary was white but it's like seattle you think so that's what i was trying to i was trying to figure out i don't know i've never been we, we we will consult john Mm. Our music man, uh, but no, I, I I don't know. How did you also, pick, how did you pick this documentary? Uh, r- kind of randomly, I was just looking through Netflix and seeing what was new. Oh, I, 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 it was a good pick. Thank you. I real I liked it. Um, I again, like I can sometimes teeter between being like a total robot. <laughs> or feeling or feeling everything all at once mm-hmm. um but i i thought that this made me feel good feelings um i felt very inspired which and, doesn't happen all much and i want to say too that well like just to, to pair at that like yes it made me feel good feelings but it also made me just feel like genuine feelings not just like yeah. good like positive but good like strong feelings yeah it's um I don't know, this is one of those things, like, it is it is life or death. I mean, and these people know that. Like, one of the guys said in the very beginning, he was like, if I relapse, that's death. Yeah. Like, there's not, like, if I relapse, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. So it's very life or death. You know, this is not petty bullshit. This is not some, like, weird cause. This is none of that. This is literally, like, these people choosing to make decisions to live. Right. Or making decisions to relapse and probably die or just have a shitty lot in life because they're homeless and drink all the time or whatever yeah um so the stakes were very real and i think you identify with that it's like climbing that mountain's real as fuck too like there's no way i could do that that was gonna be my question like does it make you want to do something like that not necessarily that but something like it I would do something like it. I mean, I think that's fun, and I think it's a good experience to do for that reason. Like, it's your life. Uh, but no, I mean, that's hella trading. Like, I've never, I would I would do something like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sometimes think about how, like, I've never really had a... So, like, you know, there's this whole idea of, like, the call of the void, right? Like, when you're standing on the edge of a train platform, and it's, like, that thought about jumping, that kind of thing. Like, the call of yeah. the void. I've never had, like, a true life-or-death situation like they had going over the crevasse, where it's like, I could make one mistake, and, like, it's all over. And I'm one, yeah. I think that's a, in some ways, like, an enviable moment. That That's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah. Um, it's so interesting you brought that up, because I felt very similarly about that. 
And it's nuts because, like, so often my mind will wander to five billion places at once. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, you're in a situation where literally every ounce of your thought and focus is on the next step. It's not even on getting across. It is on this next step. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have time to think about anything else other than this next step. It's, I mean, similar to Man on Wire, but to me, Mm -hmm. that's just like so far out of, I'm never going to tightrope across anything. Right. Um, but this was like, yeah, it's, it would be so crazy to be in that situation where it's like, it's literally life or death, concentrate on living, concentrate on taking a step and getting safely across. But this, this is also this like, gap. this is man on wire without the art of it, if that makes sense. This is just like, of course. like the, the distilled man on wire. You're going, you have to cross this thing and like, no, yeah. and, and also like no one's going to help you. Like, it's just you. No, because every, I mean, even the guides were freaked. I mean, like, it's not like it's like a cakewalk for them either. Right. You know, like, they, they're leading the pack, but they still, your life is in their hands, their life is in your hands. I said that, I said the same thing twice, but you know what I mean. Um, and yet, they're just as focused as anybody else has to be. So, yeah. I don't know, I liked it. Uh, just a second here. I, uh. I just a, a thought struck my a struck my brain. Twenty sixteen, two people died climbing Mount Rainier. Twenty fifteen, four people died. I mean, like it's a real thing. What um, I meant to look this up and I couldn't quite capture. It. What year did they do this? Um, that's a great question, Emily, and I'm going to see if I can look that up, because I think it was a while ago. I do, too. I was I was actually trying to do the math in the documentary, because Shane said the last year he had seen his son, and so I was trying to do the math on, like, okay, well, then what year is it now? Like, what are you... So the documentary came out in 2015. Um, I think this was in, like, 2013 or 2014. All right. All right. A different, a different world. That good, makes sense. Good pick. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Good Thank pick. you. Thank uh, you. I enjoyed watching it. I'm glad we didn't watch together. I think. Uh, yeah. Well, why did you say that? I wanna. I wanted to ask you that because you texted oh, me and I, you're like, "I'm glad we didn't watch this together." Well, because I definitely want to talk. I would have wanted to talk about it. Mm, um, but you know I. I'm very against that. Jason does not. He shuts that shit down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also reacted a lot, so I think you would have been able to read a lot from how what I when I gasped hmm. and and other and other uh, exclamations. But yes, I enjoy, I enjoyed it. I was in it, and it's only an hour forty. Only an hour forty. Do it. Watch it. Only an hour forty. Um, couple quick uh, reminders: we can be followed on Facebook and on Twitter and on Tumblr. Uh, or on Podbean, or on Stitcher, or on iTunes, we're in all the places. I'm Jason, that's Emily. We've been doing this every week, almost, for, uh, almost 40 weeks, so, uh, there's plenty to listen to. Um, next week, we are, I've gone back and forth on all sorts of different documentaries we could watch, um, and it looks like I lost, fuck me, I had it. 
open and ready. In the interest of time, I'm just going to let you know, Jason searches for which documentary he selected for about 15 minutes. Also, important subtext, Emily Toby had to use the bathroom the entire time. Here we go. This is it. BBC documentary. 48 minutes. It's only one. Next week, we are watching End Day. A documentary about all the different ways, all the different scenarios the world could end. Boom. Yay. Because honestly, yeah, like, I feel like that's going to happen soon. Probably. Uh, I do have a quote. Uh, it's from John Moyer, Mo- Moyer who is the, uh, the namesake for the base camp, which they stay at in a new high. Uh, he was a big fan of our podcast. Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, climb postdoc podcast and get their good tidings. I don't know what that meant, but he did say that. 